0: Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 73, Why I Hate Twitter and Other Constant Intruders. Technology brings lots of intrusions into our attention. I talk about how to make some good choices about what you let into your life. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. I love technology, but I also hate it. I love everything that my computer, cell phone, and iPod enable me to do, but I also hate how intrusive they can be. They do a lot of things automatically and intrude on our attention with various messages, alerts, and alarms. Sometimes this is good, like when a friend sends you something sweet or funny, but sometimes it's bad, like when your attention gets interrupted because someone puts some inane status update on their Facebook page, or you got yet another spam email that promises to make your naughty bits bigger. This double-edged sword means that the technology is neither good nor bad. It really comes down to how we use it and whether it makes our lives better, meaning more satisfying, richer, more interesting, etc. You may be wondering where I'm going with this, given that this podcast is supposed to be about ADHD in adults. The connection is this. All these intrusions into our awareness pull at our attention and make it harder to focus on one thing as long, because we're constantly needing to let interruptions roll by and swing our attention back to what we had been originally doing. This is easier said than done, especially for some people. When people say things like, everyone has ADHD these days, which by the way, totally is not true. But what they're getting at is this constant fight against interruptions that we all experience. Given that our environment has become much more distracting, it's much harder for everyone to focus Those people who are at the lower end of this focusing ability, you know, for whatever reason, will struggle much more. So what do we do in the face of this technology-driven pseudo-ADHD? How do we resist the constant pull on our attention? If you have ADHD, there are things you can do to improve your brain's ability to resist distractions and improve its ability to to return to the original task. I did a few podcasts on medications for ADHD in February 2010 and did an episode on working memory and CogMed working memory training on June 7th of 2010, all of which are available in the archives at adultadhdbook.com. Now, these things can improve your inherent abilities, so that's good, but even if you get great benefit from one of these, You're still like everyone else these days, and will probably need some other strategies to manage all the traffic bearing down on you on the information superhighway. Our goal here is to be more focused on whatever is going on in front of you, so that when you shift your focus to something else, it's more likely to be your choice, rather than getting hijacked by something that you didn't want at that moment. The problem is that it's easy to agree to all sorts of interruptions because they seem like a good idea in a general way, but then wind up being more distracting when than we had thought they would be. For example, you agree to get notifications of status updates from your friends' Facebook pages, which, you know, may generally be a good thing since, you know, it's nice to know what your friends are up to. Except it it may not be as good a thing if it turns out that it winds up pulling you off of more important tasks too often. The reason why I put Twitter in the title of this podcast is that it strikes me, you know, personal opinion, as the epitome of time-wasting intrusions. Even if some of the tweets are actually interesting or, you know, like even useful, my fear is that it's far more often a distraction. So the question to ask ourselves with all of these intrusions is whether they're worth it. Do they bring enough good things to your life to justify the times that they pull away from something better or more important? This may take some thought to really think about it, as well as watching how those intrusions actually affect you. I'm not saying that you should swear off all of these sorts of things, you know, because there is some value to them, but you need to balance it out. So let's talk about some strategies to help you put these intrusions into their rightful place. One way to deal with all this stuff is to make some of it less automatic in the sense that it comes to you and instead make it something that you need to choose to seek out. For example, instead of getting an email alert every time something happens, maybe turn that off so that you have to decide to go to the specific website to look it up. This way you control when the information comes at you so you're less likely to get distracted away from something more important that you're in the middle of. If there are some things that really are worth it, then keep those as automatic, perhaps, but let's face it, there's a lot of stuff out there that's only slightly worth it. So stop letting marginally interesting stuff into your life. Related to this, I never do anything on Facebook. Or as I sometimes put it, I'm the worst Facebook friend ever. Now, I do have a page because of this project I'm involved in, but I do absolutely nothing on there. I never put anything. I never read anything. I just, I just don't do anything. And I sometimes feel bad that, you know, some people might have sent me a message that I never actually looked at or something because I'm kind of compulsive that way. But I've decided that I don't need one more thing to monitor since I'm just barely keeping up with what I've already got. It is a loss in some ways because, you know, I miss out on, one, on what my friends are up to and things like that, but instead I choose to keep up with them in other ways. So if you sent me a message on Facebook and, of course, then never heard back from me, I apologize because I never actually saw it. Now another strategy is put the smartphone down or leave it somewhere else. Some months ago, I was with my little guy at this moon bounce place where they have all sorts of like inflated bouncing things and slides and stuff like that. It's actually pretty fun. Um, It was a rainy Saturday morning, so there are plenty of other families there since you couldn't be running around outside. What I couldn't believe was how many parents were messing around with their smartphones while their kids were playing. Now, Granted, my son wasn't quite three at the time, plus he's also a little bit crazy, so I couldn't have let him play on his own even if I wanted to, but I felt kind of sad for the kids whose parents weren't playing with them. I also felt kind of sad for the parents who were missing this opportunity to run around with their kids on a Saturday morning. Now, I definitely don't want to sound judgmental because, believe me, I totally understand needing a break from your kids as well as the pressure to stay on top of a million emails so you grab what opportunities you can to click through them. But it still seemed like a loss to me for these folks. So, if you don't want the buzz of your smartphone to pull your attention away, leave it in the car or leave it upstairs or just turn the alert off. Just because smartphones work everywhere doesn't mean that you need to have them with you everywhere. Now, those listeners with a keen sense of irony will appreciate the fact that I'm talking about limiting the number of intrusions into your life while also hoping that you'll listen to this podcast and, you know, all the rest of them that I do. I'll leave the logic to a client who told me that he felt that podcasts are different because he gets to choose when to listen to them. They get downloaded onto his computer, but it's his choice to listen or not. And he can listen whenever he wants to. Unlike emails and texts, which, I don't know, feel more like they're kind of coming at you and therefore demand a response. Of course, knowing that we're all pressed for time, I try to keep the podcast short, interesting, and useful so that it's worth your time. I'm not saying that you should burn all your stuff and move into a Buddhist retreat, I'm just encouraging you to be selective about what you let into your attention. Or at least make choices about how certain things will hit your attention. It's a big, interesting world that we live in. So if you let too much so-so stuff into your attention, it bumps out the really great stuff. And that's what we should all be focused on. Speaking of great stuff, if you'll pardon the sort of cheesy segue... I'm going to be doing something completely different for next week's podcast. I'm going to have a guest, Marie Paxson, the immediate past president of CHAD. Now, the only reason I can do this is that she lives in walking distance from my office. So we're going to crowd around my mic and hope that it sounds good. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about this year's Big Chad Conference and you know how to make the most of conferences and things like that. Marie is great, so it should definitely be fun, uh, at least for me and hopefully also for you. In other news, I'll be doing an open question and answer session with Tara McGillicuddy on ADD classes on Tuesday, August 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I did a ton of classes for her last year, so it'll be fun to be back again. You can sign up for the free teleclass at addclasses.com. Tara and I also did a, we recorded an interview on ADHD treatment options for her show on ADHD Coach Talk Radio, which you can find a link to on the cool events page at, adult, at adultadhdbook.com. Finally, I've gotten bunch of presentations coming up, including in Baltimore and Sweden in the end of September, um, in October, the virtual ADHD conference, Chad in Atlanta in November, um, a presentation for ADD resources, and a few others. So you can find more information about all of these on the new presentations page. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.